This is Bobby Boucher from the 50 Shades of Boucher podcast, and you're listening to Sports Done Right. Oh, yeah. Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, he's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him Governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. What's up? It's Carl Anthony Town. 12 to shoot. Cat going to work. Pounding the dribble. In the paint. Up with the left hand. Count it for two. Eight straight points for Carl Anthony Town. A drive to left field. Are you kidding me? Wow. <laughs> what a comeback by the Twins. Up to the line. Rodin. A drive. Got through. Same quick. Caprice on the Deep shot, got a man, Jefferson, you bet, touchdown Minnesota. All right, everybody, Vince Wright, the sports governor coming to you, and we are live and direct from, as we'll call it, the Western White House, Phoenix, Arizona, ladies and gentlemen, is the site. We are coming to you on a very beautiful day, sunny, should be about 70 degrees, (laughs) What's not to love about Phoenix, Arizona in the wintertime, my friends? So, all right, bear with me here. Um, Hopefully, the sound isn't a little off. I am normally in more of a kind of closed room setting here uh, to record the show, but that is not the case here. So, it may sound a little echoey as I'm just basically in a dining room recording the show so thank you very much the sports done right podcast i am vince wright your host the sports governor of minnesota you can follow me and the show by the way on twitter at the big smooth one that's the number after the big smooth and uh the number one excuse me after the big smooth you can also just search for sports done right w-r-i-g-h-t my last name and you can do that and find us on facebook and and Instagram as well. Uh, coming soon, I guess, to TikTok. I don't know. I'm told I should get a TikTok page, but hey, what do I know? All right, my friends. So there is a lot to get into. College football playoffs from last night. We're going to delve into that in the second half of the show. This is really going to be a football-centric show because, as we know, it is NFL playoff season. It is the Vikings. They are in the playoffs. They are the NFC, um, you know, North Division champs. And a lot of people are really kind of worried about the Vikings, and deservedly so. You know, the criticism of our beloved Purple, they're soft, they're not a real 13-win team, Um, you know, all the comeback miracle, well, 
pseudo miracle wins, right? All the playing from behind and just honestly, you just don't know what you're going to get from this Minnesota Viking team. And I trust me, I totally understand that. I totally get it because that's what I've said on my show many, many, many a times. But as I'm looking down this, you know, NFL playoff schedule, and I'm looking at the Giants, and I'm looking at the Cowboys, and the Eagles, and the Buccaneers, you know what I say to myself, my friends? I say, why the hell not the Vikings? Trust me, I get it, but this whole, you know, the whole... NFC, I don't want to say is down, but yeah, maybe they are down and somebody's got to win this thing and why not us? Now, do I expect to see the Vikings here in Phoenix? If you ask me right now, I'd say no. I, you know, Philadelphia's a better team. You know, if Jalen Hurts is playing up to his capabilities, you know, all roads are going to go through Philadelphia. But weird things happen and one of the Twin Cities beat writers, the one and only Jim Suhan, who this guy, you either love him or hate him. There's no one really in between on Jim Suhan. Uh, I, like any other writer, you dis, I've disagreed with him at times, but he wrote an article that appeared in the Star Tribune today, my friends, titled, Why Not Great Vikings Have a Decent Chance of Winning the Not Great NFC? And I, I really encourage everybody out there to read that article because I think Suhan has really hit it, hit that nail on the head. Because he goes through all these teams and honestly, there's cases to be made that, you know, they're soft as well. You know, the Vikings, it was unexpected. We have a new coach coming in. We have a new front office coming in. You know, this was supposed to be somewhat of a rebuild, even though we have all these talented players. That's why I say somewhat of a rebuild, not a true rebuild. Nobody expected the Vikings to get this record. Nobody expected them to achieve 13 wins. If anybody said that, they're more than likely lying. Maybe a few people said, hey, whatever, but... Nobody expected us to be here. And so here we are with an offense that looks like world beaters at times and then goes MIA. A lot of that is due to the offensive line. And, you know, that offensive line is, you know, doesn't have a lot of depth to it. Looks like we may be getting Bradbury back. O'Neal is out. Um over on the right side. So, I mean, that is a, you know, huge issues there because you're just playing patchwork with the offensive line. And, then you know, it all starts with the offensive line. It all starts with protection for Kirk Cousins. Again, the sports governor, Vince Wright, will say it. I personally feel we need the best offensive line to win the Super Bowl. Maybe I'll be proved wrong. Hopefully I'll be proved wrong. But Kirk Cousins needs time for him to be effective. To him to be that guy that can slice and dice at times, he needs the utmost protection. So as I'm looking at the schedule here now, the Vikings get the Giants. Rematch of that infamous game from a few weeks ago. This Sunday, January 15th, 
They are the afternoon game, so check local listings for start times, as they like to say. 3.30 in the Central, 2.30 out here in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, and real quick, quick shout out to uh, the Four Peaks Brewery. Uh, it, It turned into Vikings Nation out there. Part of that was Tommy Kramer went on his social media. Tommy was in town for a few days here at his Phoenix place. And, you know, he said, hey, I'm going to be with some friends hanging out over at the Fort Peaks in Tempe, Arizona. Sure enough, we get there. There's a, Now, the bar, the restaurant doesn't open till 11. I think there's some strict rules and kind of the south metro down here in Phoenix. Because normally you'd be like, hey, can we just get a table or, you know, maybe just start filing in a few minutes early because there was a long line. And they were like, nope, got to wait till 11. But regardless, we all got in. Tommy and his crew showed up and, you know, Tommy, he's taking pictures, doing his things with the fans, signing autographs and, you know, all this stuff. Shout out to Tommy Kramer and Buddy Becker and everybody over there. Uh, the Maricopa Posse. <laughs> But um, just wanted to give them a shout out. If you're in Tempe, great food. It's a microbrewery, so they brew their own beer. A lot of good stuff. The Golden Ale, really good. The food was delicious. I had the fish and chips. Shout out Four Peaks Brewery, Tempe, Arizona. If you are in the area looking for a place to chill, check them out. So with that being said, you know, Vikings, Bears, now, obviously, we know the Bears situation, Justin Fields, Vikings. I just wanted to see if they could cover with, with backups in there. The Vikings were 13-point favorites. They they did cover. And here's the thing, man. Let's, let's now focus this to the playoff run. I'll give you thoughts on the other games here in a minute, but we are definitely focused on Skull Nation here on the Sports Done Right podcast. Here, by the way, brought to you by 7th Avenue Pizza. Best frozen pizza out there. Get you some. Cultivated CBD. Get you some. Had a little workout this morning. Shoulder was a little tight after that. Went to the roll-on gel. And about 20 minutes later, my shoulder felt oh so much better. So make sure you check out Cultivated CBD. And we are on the Pigskin Podcast Network, my friends. Make sure you check out the Pigskin Podcast Network. Um, So Vikings-Giants, and we know how the other game ended and then the last second field goal. Giants fans obviously thought they should have won that game. And, you know, honestly, maybe should have. But here's the thing. Nobody is scared of anybody. And all these games... Well, I'm going to tell you something. I think the Vikings are going to beat the Giants. But notice, I'm not up here talking shit. I'm not up here being all grandiose. Because honestly, I have a wait-and-see attitude with basically all the NFC teams this year. Sure, Phoenix, or excuse me, uh, Philadelphia, top rank. They were looking unstoppable early in the year. You know, they, they stumbled home. And granted, you know, they lost their quarterback, all that, 49ers. But the Vikings, folks, the Vikings, here's what I'm interested about the Vikings. Number one, I'd like to see Dalvin Cook being used more as a receiver in this game just to kind of throw the Giants off. I think Dalvin has been a very, very productive back out of the backfield 
And I think that we really need to focus on that a little bit more. He has really good hands, um, seems to be adept at, at being a receiver at times. And granted, he can he can bust the big one, but he is really, really talented as a receiver. And I think the Vikings got to look at that. And especially, too, now there may be times you're going to have to use him as an extra blocker, uh, maybe pick up a blitz here and there from the Giants. But let's see if the Vikings go back because they've done this where they've used him as, you know, coming out of the backfield, uh, lined him up out there in, in flank or land, wide receiver land, and he's been very productive. K.J. Osborne. Giants have a very interesting, a very good defense. So all of our offensive weapons, we're going to need them. K.J. Osborne. You know, a couple weeks ago, one of my friends said, hey, man, I think KJ's kind of surplanted Adam Thielen, and maybe we should refer to him as the number two. Don't get caught up in numbers, because I'm about to speak on Thielen here in a quick second, too, because we need him as well. But KJ has really, you know, I I had an argument with a, a friend of mine who said, you know, he's a glorified three. He's shown up here and there. And then then on my show, my my friend Rick Sosa isn't the biggest KJ fan. But I think that he really, he doesn't need a breakout game, but he has to be a part of this offense coming up Sunday for us to move on in this playoff tournament. And that brings me to our guy, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, Minnesota's, um, you know, one of the Minnesota kids has gone to prove that you can go to small schools and come and have all this NFL success. And yeah, sure. At times it may seem it's, you know, because of Justin Jefferson, he has gotten lost in the mix here and there, but he's still Adam Thielen. He seems to be healthy. And when he's healthy, he is very dangerous. I think you're going to see a lot of Adam Thielen on Sunday I think you are going to see him more involved and getting a lot more looks from Kirk Cousins than he has the past few weeks. Obviously, everybody's going to be looking at all-world Justin Jefferson. And that's going to open up some opportunities. So, you know, I think if, again, offensive line, got to protect them. If the offensive line can live up to their potential, I think the Vikings win this game. Now let's look at the Giants here for a second. You know, the Giants, again, came in here, played a solid game. And not only, again, you know, depending on who you talk to, probably should have won that game here in Minneapolis. Saquon Barkley, you know, the way they marched down the field after the Vikings took that lead. And I said, man, please don't have Saquon burn us. And sure enough, what happened? He busted the late touchdown run, tied the game up, overtime, all that stuff, right? Got to shut down Barkley. You know, this stuff, you know, it isn't rocket science. We got to get pressure on quarterback. If we can get pressure on their quarterback, because we started off, and when I say we, the Vikings, we started off doing so well in the pass rush. We really, really, really did. And then it all just kind of went away. 
You know, we brought over Jajer, um, we brought over Smith from Green Bay. Everything was clicking. We were getting all kinds of pressure early on. You know, that first game against Green Bay and Darius went nuts. I'm going to tell you something, man. If we can get that in the bottle and get this back here again and get after the Giants, I think we're going to be okay. Now, I'm not saying we're going to destroy them or, or anything like that. I am predicting the Vikings will win. Now, what we don't want as Vikings is we or Vikings fans, and again, this is the Sports Done Right podcast. We don't want it to come down to a kick, a field goal at the end. And also, we can't keep playing the cardiac kids. You know, this has been a fun season to watch because obviously we've come out on top of these games, right? The playoffs is not a time for the Vikings to be playing as they have during the regular season. They have to come out and set the tempo from the beginning. You do not want the New York Giants to come in here, get a couple three and outs on the Vikings, maybe get get up, you know, get that first score, um, things like that to now, because now it's the playoffs, people. You know, playing from behind in the regular season where you have next week to look forward to, where you have next week to get it right or to come back from defeat, don't get that in the playoffs. It's over. And, you know, the Giants are a tough squad. And I have been on a couple friends of podcast who are New York Giants fans and whatnot. And I'm just going to tell you something. They're they're just raring to go. But so are we here in Minnesota. So are these Vikings. You know, the Giants laughing stocks a couple years ago seem to be finding their footing. You know, They seem to have a nice coaching staff. You know, it's all starting to kind of come together for the Giants again. So when they come in here, Vikings have to set the tone. Vikings offense, protect Kirk Cousins, utmost. That is it. And then I think, honestly, we can get going early. We can get up 10-0, maybe 14-0. We have to set the tone. When you're a road team and you come into an opposing stadium, if you can set the tone and you get those fans to shut the hell up and, like I said, you got a couple three and outs, a sack on the quarterback, that's where it gets a little dangerous in the playoffs. So for the Vikings, come out and let's establish who the hell we are. This is our house. You're underdogs. People have been talking shit about you all year. You're soft as, you know, toilet tissue. The Vikings this, the Vikings that, cardiac kids. Well, hey, why not? Why not us? I'm going to read you just a little bit of the Suhan article here. And quoting from his article, this might be the worst 13 victory team in NFL history. They were outscored by three points over the course of the season and only a wild array of fortunate bounces and clutch playoffs allowed them to become the first team ever to go 11-0 in one-score games. 
It sounds like a recipe for a post-season disaster. You're not paying enough attention to the competition. And this is where Jim goes on. And, you know, he's absolutely right. Philadelphia earned the number one seed by finishing 14-3. and three. The Eagles looked like the best team in the league for much of the season, which we said earlier. Quarterback Jalen Hurts seemed to be the top candidate for league MVP. On December 18th against Chicago, as we know, and I'm paraphrasing Hurts, you know, goes down, he injures his shoulder. Um, back to the quoting from the article. Then the Eagles lost to Dallas and New Orleans. In their season finale on Sunday, they beat the Giants. Yeah, they beat the Giants. Excuse me. They beat the Giants 22-16 to as New York rested quarterback Daniel Jones, running back Saquon Barkley, and some of their best linemen. The NFL's top seed hasn't looked good since December 11th in the 48-22 victory over the Giants. Seven-seeded Seattle with journeyman quarterback Geno Smith finished 9-8 and and earned a playoff spot only because Green Bay couldn't beat Detroit at home on Sunday. The Seahawks' point differential was plus seven, even though they got to play four games against two of the league's worst teams, Arizona and the Rams. Goes on. Fifth seed Dallas. And we know what Dallas did to us, obviously, so I'm not talking any crap about the Cowboys. But, it, as the article says, Fifth seeded Dallas is talented, yet the Cowboys prepared for the playoffs by losing 26 to 6 to Washington, looking even more, or excuse me, looking even more inept than the score would suggest. In their last four games, the Cowboys are 2 and 2, with victories coming up against backup quarterbacks Gardner Minshew and Joshua Dobbs. Let's talk about Tom Brady and Tampa Bay. As his article says, Tampa Bay is the four seed. Not on the merit of record, but because they won a division that included zero teams with winning records. So this is not the normal year playoff-wise that there is some big, huge, maybe dominant giant out there, people. Not this year. So I think the Vikings win this game close. I think it might be one of those 27 20, 27 18, 27 21, somewhere in there. But I think the Vikings find a way to win. And then after that, we'll, we'll reassess and see what shakes out in the playoff tree. But why not us? Guarded optimism. But there's not a. You know, now watch the Vikings go out there and, and I'm sitting there going, there's not a dominant team and maybe the Giants kick their butt or further down the playoffs, the Vikings get run out and, in a bad way. But I'm just telling you right now on paper, there's nobody I'm truly scared of as a Vikings fan, as well as other teams are looking at us going, I ain't scared of Minnesota. I ain't scared of whoever. This is wide open, people. It's probably the most wide open that this uh, conference, the NFC conference has been in a very, very long time. To touch on a couple other quick notes, shout out to my friend Jelani Bodie and his Detroit team taking out Green Bay. I know Vikings fans were so worried. Oh my God, don't let this dude and Green Bay sneak into the playoffs and we have to wind up down the road playing them. Please don't let this happen. I'm going to tell you something. Detroit answered, and props to Detroit because they, they're hopefully, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, turning around a, a losing culture, they seem to be believing in themselves, and they're winning some football games, and arguably 
they were the best team closing out the season in the NFC North, not the Minnesota Vikings. So congrats to Detroit. Now Green Bay, on the other hand, and shout out to all my fans over in Wisconsin. You know, Aaron Rodgers loses again at home as the favorite in a meaningful game. And you know what? I get it. I know what he what he means to the organization. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's what, three-time MVP, all that stuff. But lately, when it counts the most and at home, he's lost games. He's thrown interceptions. And Green Bay is on the outside looking in, and he has decisions to make. And, you know, hopefully he won't hamstring uh, the team along this time. And, you know, he needs some time. Like he said, you got to be fair. Give him time. Don't want to be making decisions and, you know, and the emotions of losing the last game and all that. But, you know, figure it out. And because they got to figure it out, too. They got to figure out if they're going to, you know, resign and keep Jordan Love around. What's going on there? Who knows? The other, let's see, bear with me one second here. The one-man production crew. So, uh, before we take our first break and jump over to college football, let's take a look at the rest of the NFL playoff schedule here. So, on Saturday, we have the Seahawks against the 49ers. Everybody looking at um, Mr. Purdy over there. Filling in now, he has not. He's a quarterback that's come in. The backup quarterback has come in, and he's really not made any big mistakes. Now it's it's playoff time. Now there's no tomorrow, like we were just saying. So now comes a different type of pressure for a quarterback in his position. Now the 49ers. You know, they've done a miraculous job getting through injuries. Debo is back for them as well. So they have the their one of their main offensive weapons back. So we'll see what happens. Seattle and San Francisco Saturday. Also Saturday, the Chargers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So Jacksonville is a very interesting team. They have... Listen, they've been through the ringer down there with a horrible coach in um, Urban Meyer, at least on the pro side. Trevor Lawrence and crew down there just needed a new coach, right? Just needed a new coach. Then all of a sudden things start happening are start happening for them and the Jaguars come back and finish at 9 and 8 overtake the Tennessee Titans end on a five game winning streak and as we like to jokingly call Trevor Lawrence sunshine after the guy in um remember the Titans sunshine the quarterback you know the long blonde hair all that he comes in and look I mean he you know 
I'm real sketchy with with NFL quarterbacks and you know especially the big wigs coming out of college and how they've you know transferred into the NFL. But Trevor Lawrence looking much better. You know, in a division where you're in there also with the Colts and the Texans who are god awful. But Jacksonville, they are in and you know, I mean, what else can you say? What else can you say? Yeah, very happy for Jacksonville. It's been a minute since they've had any real, you know, meaningful uh, football being played down there. So congrats to them. We have the Dolphins and the Bills. Let's talk about the Bills um, because I have not had a moment to give you my thoughts. Um Hamlin goes down. We all saw it last week, what happened. The scariest incident I've ever seen on the football field, watching at home, CPR being administered. That means your heart's not beating. You're not getting oxygen. You Technically, you're gone. And DeMar Hamlin, by the grace of God and the prayers and all the good vibes being sent his way, went home a couple days ago on an airplane to Buffalo to continue his recuperation and his – no rehabilitation with this horrible, horrible accident that sounds like it may have just been one of those weird freak perfect storm type of hits. Like you have to be hit right here and at this point in your chest for all this other stuff to happen. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. That's my concern is that he is just here with his family and his friends and with us and seems to be intact physically, and we are just very happy that he seems to be on the road to recovery. So Dolphin Bills Sunday, we just talked about our Minnesota Vikings. They're the afternoon game after that Bills-Dolphins game. We have a Sunday night game where we have the Ravens and Bengals, and the Bengals, uh, you know, I know it's the, just be careful, Cincinnati. You know, Cincinnati kind of hit a little rough spot this season coming off the Super Bowl. You don't want to start getting too too ahead of yourselves thinking you're going back here to coming down to Phoenix for another Super Bowl. So just be careful, Cincinnati, Cincinnati Nation. You know, they and obviously they, you know, they're the other side of the DeMar Hamlin game. They were there. Um, it all unfolded right in front of them as well. So I'm very interested to watch that Ravens Bengals game. I think Cincinnati wins. And then that's going to lead us. Now, they're, they're giving us a Monday night game. I wish they just put this on Sunday. We don't really need Monday night football at this point anymore. But, you know, they're going to bleed us to, you know, bleed us for every sports thing here. Cowboys, Buccaneers. I'll say this. If you're a Cowboys fan and you cannot go down to Tampa Bay and beat this Buccaneers team who is – uh, you know, bumbling around into the playoffs. I don't know. No, I get it. It's Tom Brady, the greatest to, to do it. You can never count him out. All the come from behind, victory, all this. I get it. But if you're a Cowboys fan and the Cowboys, you can't go down and beat this Tampa Bay team and, and kind of shake off your own playoff enigma. Then you get all that's coming to you on the following day. 
So that's our NFL Weekend 1 here, brought to you by Vince Wright Sports Governor. Let's do this. We're going to get a quick break in. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about that so-called national championship game, Big Ten disappointment in college football again, and just how does the Big Ten find their way back to the championship game? And TCU, hell of a season. You know, the little school that that did do it, but man, they just got annihilated yesterday. So we'll talk about that. A couple other quick college football thoughts. Like I said, kind of a football-centric show here today. We'll get back to the rest of the sports next week. But I am Vince Wright, the sports governor, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Sports Done Right podcast. I really, really, really appreciate all your support. We are brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network, as I said. Our Oh, and let me do this real quick as well because it is time. DraftKings Sportsbook. That's right. They're our network sponsor. And let me tell you something right now, people. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check it out. Earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. As they say, the more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, people. Use the code TPPN. TPPN, place a $5 bet on any NFL team. And if they win their game, you're going to get $150 in free bets if they do win. So make sure you're checking out DraftKings Sportsbook. Our code is TPPN. And with that, we'll take a quick break. This is Vince Wright, Sports Governor. Our first show out of the desert, the Western White House, as we'll call it, Phoenix, Arizona. We are back. But we are talking Minnesota sports. I am Vince Wright. We will be right back. Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor and host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And I'm here to tell you about Cultivated CBD. The best CBD products on the market come from Cultivated CBD. So whether you want a roll-on, a smokable option, maybe you want some of the gummies to help you with your anxiety or pain relief, Go to CultivatedCBD.com, the best CBD company out there, and tell them Vince Wright, the sports governor, sent you. 7th Ave produces the highest quality, best-tasting frozen pizza available in the market today. If delicious toppings are what you crave, look no further. Our thin crust pizza are made with the highest quality ingredients, including spicy sauces, hearty meats, and assortment of delicious Wisconsin cheese. The meats are real, no fillers. Check out the brand new breakfast pizza at just some of these great locations like Cup Foods, Holiday Gas Stations, and Hy-Vee. 7-Up Pizza before pizza became trendy. Get you some.
The votes are in and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right. And now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of sports talk, the honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, back to the show indeed. Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you from the Western Governor's Palace, Phoenix, Arizona, on a nice, sunny, soon-to-be 70-degree afternoon here in the Valley. Shout out to everybody back home. Got out just in time. Tons of snow. Another big snow dump in the Twin Cities. Um, Spring is on the way, people. Spring is on the way. That's all I got. All right, so college football, last night, Georgia, number one, proves beyond a doubt why they are number one. Man, what can you say? What can you say? I mean, 65 to 7. (laughs) No disrespect, man, but a couple things before I, you know... What can you say about Georgia? I mean, I could sit here, you know, I can pull up these box score stats and we can go over, you know, Stetson Bennett, 18 to 25, 304 yards, four touchdowns, even brought in the future quarterback, Carson Beck. He got some action. Of course he did. You won 65 to 7. You were 38 points in the first half. TCU, you should be ashamed. And I know they were, but you should really know who should be ashamed. The Michigan Wolverines. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they overlooked TCU. And I told you on this very podcast, on my show, don't sleep on TCU, Michigan. And they slept on them. And look what happened. They got down so much and God bless them. They came back with a fury. They came back, but TCU had just enough to counterpunch. Michigan coming back on the ropes, landing big shots in boxing analogy, folks. But, oh, just not enough time. Ding, ding. The fight's over. TCU ahead on points. They win. And now, if you're a Michigan fan, you got to be sitting there last night going, we lost to these. We lost to this team. In the manner that you lost to them, going down so big early, having to play catch up like that. I guess maybe the championship game in in some people's eyes was Ohio State and Georgia. But let's just talk about what's in front of us. The Big Ten, disappointing again. We got two Big Ten teams into the national championship tournament. Ohio State, I listen. I ain't going to get horribly mad at Ohio State. I'm disappointed as a Big Ten Conference guy, as a Big Ten Conference graduate myself. You know, and I, and I, you know, a lot of my podcast people and family and friends are down in SEC country and down south. So, you know, I definitely hear about, you know, lame up north football and all this stuff. But Ohio State, they don't really have nothing to hang their heads down about. Michigan does. Because to go down the way they did in that game and to have to play catch-up, and like I said, give them credit for playing catch-up. But, man, I'm going to tell you something. The Big Ten, listen, you can sit here and you can argue and you can make cases and this and that. You just got to do it on the field. 
So that's what I'm waiting for. I'm, you know, Ohio State's the only team that's won a college football championship from the Big Ten. And they've only, you know, made that title game, what, once? Twice, maybe? I mean, it might have been just that once. I don't know. But anyway, Big Ten, they tried to let us in. They tried to give us a little props, and we shit the bed. We wet the bed. Now, there's no disrespect in losing to Georgia. Like I said, Georgia right now is on a whole nother level. You know, it is just phenomenal what they've done down there. Coach Smart and crew, you know, coming off that Bama staff. And and now he is really showing you that, you know, he had a big part of what was happening over in Alabama. He, He played a big part in that as well. And now the coach of Georgia is now a back-to-back national championship winner with teams that just seem to be dominating. And I know a lot of, I've got a lot of friends in Georgia. They've been waiting since the Herschel Walker <laughs> squads. They've, they've, t- they've tasted a lot of crap down there at the hands of Bama and Florida, the two states they border, as my friend John Marshall would say but I'm going to tell you something for the Georgia people and the Georgia fans relish it revel in it this is what it's all about you don't go back to back in college football without being a dominant team without being a very good team Georgia you are a very good team congratulations on what you did congratulations on just being dominant and really now starting to set yourself away from Alabama and and really writing your own legacy now. So congrats to them. There's really not much to say on that game from last night. They were just utterly better. They were just superior to Texas Christian University in every facet that a football game can have. You know, shut down their their quarterback, Max Dugan. No touchdowns for him, two interceptions. He only threw for 152 yards. But again, let's give it to not only Georgia offense, but the Georgia defense. Because when we think SEC, we don't really talk so much about some of the defenses down there. Georgia just wrapped up a 15-0 season. They are just phenomenal. And, you know, they have some stellar defensive players that are going to be getting looks as well i mean all kinds of talent on on that team and again sec whether you love it or hate it they prevail their conference is is home of the college football championships and as we now go into an expanded role here in the next couple years of the college football playoffs and that'll be interesting to see how that kind of breaks it out And maybe a non-SEC team gets in there and finally wins. But you got to do it on the field. So, you know, I don't sit here. I don't get mad so much with the SEC hate, all that stuff. But you got to do it on the field. Ohio State, they came close. They almost took Georgia down. They have a lot to be, you know, it's, it's a loss. But like I said, they have nothing to hang their head about. If you're a Michigan fan, you should be really pissed right now. And now, as your coach is interviewing for the Denver Broncos job, 
just when Michigan now seems to kind of at least have their program back on the cusp, now your coach is looking at possibly taking a hike. So it's going to be an interesting offseason, very interesting offseason in college football as it usually is. But now the season officially over, the Georgia Bulldogs, national champions once again. Congratulations to them. Um, Other notes before we get out of here, the Twins, Minnesota Twins are close to a six-year deal. And by the time I've recorded this podcast, it may have actually been signed uh, six years, $200 million for Carlos Correa. Correa, who has been had two other deals in place with two other teams, the Giants and the Mets, but bad physicals have altered those plans and they could alter the the twin signing as well. But he had some, you know, he had a lower right leg ankle injury back when he was a teenager in the minor leagues. And there is a plate in his ankle that has been there. And honestly, he hasn't really had any issues since then, but you know, as articles, the uh, article I was reading said, doctors are looking towards the future. They're not necessarily looking at present and past. So that's why this seems to be coming up now. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just going off the articles I read this morning out here. But he just, I don't know. We'll see what happens. The twins are getting him for less years. You know, he was looking at signing a, what was it, a 13-year deal with the Giants and the Giants, or, yeah, with the Giants and the New York. Twins get him for, what was it, six or seven years, $200 million. And barring, you know, pending physical, we'll see what happens there. So, Korea, or Korea, excuse me, technically looks like back to signing with the Minnesota Twins. See what the twins can do there. See if they can, if they do get him and keep him on the roster. We'll see what happens there. Um, Gophers, they take down Syracuse in the uh, pinstripe bowl. You know, you always want to get a win. It's a, it's a nice way for the seniors to go out. Mo Ibrahim did set the all-time rushing record for the University of Minnesota. Congratulations to him. He's going to the uh, East-West game. He's going to get some looks here, you know, as the draft is definitely coming up. The problem with Mo, and for folks that know Mo personally and have seen him and met him, he he's not the biggest guy. And it's just kind of amazing because I when I met Mo Ibrahim and I was talking to him, uh, now I'm 6'5". I tower over this guy. And I'm looking over this guy like, man, this guy is running over dudes like me with with ease. So we'll we'll talk about drafts and whatnot down the road. I wish him all the luck in the world. Uh, Kurt Scirocco is gone again as the Vikings off or Vikings, the Gophers' offensive coordinator. He is going to Rutgers to work with um, Shiano out there. They have worked together before. There seems to be kind of this coaching carousel from, you know, coaches they know. And while this seemed to be a big deal, you know, after especially after the 2019 season where the Gophers had that miraculous year and New Year Day Bowls and all that stuff, I'm not so sure Gopher fans are really as busted up this time with Kirk leaving. Uh, we have had a stagnant offense 
and I don't I don't put it all on the old offensive coordinator because this goes to PJ Fleck as well. They just got to figure out kind of a new way to do some things over there. Um, at times, the play calling becomes so predictable that people in the fan or up in the seats are, are calling plays and seeing them acted out on the field. So I'm not all that bummed out. I think this is an opportunity for the Gophers to kind of revamp some things and to really find a way to get the – now, granted, in 2019, it turned out we had two NFL-caliber wide receivers that Tanner Morgan was throwing to. We just need to find a way to get the throwing game, the passing game back into this offense. You cannot run these running backs. And granted, Mo Ibrahim, you know, he's a diamond in the rough, but you can't keep running these guys into the ground like that. So we will be very interested to see what PJ looks like. You know, he's moved up. He's got a couple co-offensive coordinators from the quarterback coach and another guy here. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll get into gopher football a little further down the road. Um, even though we are upset with a nine-win a nine season here in Minnesota, things have definitely changed. But, you know, again, it was a very, very, very disappointing season because this was the year to win the Big Ten West and to get to Indianapolis and do the Big Ten championship thing. But I digress. All right, folks, I'm going to get on out of here. This has been Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. We'll be here for the next couple months doing the shows and living life. And, you know, one thing I want to leave you with, people, is whatever it is you want to do in life, do it. Life is too short. We only get a limited time on this planet. So find whatever makes you happy. Do what makes you happy and live your life. Live your life. Don't worry about what other people think. Don't worry about haters in your business. Just go out and live your life and do what you want to do. With that being said, I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. I want to thank you for listening to another edition of the Sports Done Right Podcast. We look forward to coming to you next week, and we're going to try and line up a couple guests with hopefully a Vikings victory that we'll be talking about as well. So thank you very much. Keep listening and keep supporting the Sports Done Right podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. <laughs>